0: Good evening and welcome to the sports show with your host Anif just for today because unfortunately Wajid is ill so I am on my lonesome well not really we've got a young man a hot prospect from Manchester or Failsworth I should say he's 5-0 one of the hottest prospects in British boxing I give you Jake James Jake how you doing doing well mate thanks for having me on the show Oh, you're welcome, pal. You're welcome. Right, Jake. So let's talk boxing. Let's talk about your childhood. Let's go right back. Uh, talk to me about your childhood. What were you like as a kid? Were you a fighter at heart as a child, or did you have a, a quiet upbringing?
1: I had a quiet upbringing, but I was I was a fighter. I started. I did. I actually started boxing because I had a fight in school with some with some kid in school. Anyway, and uh, I got beat up. So. Mum took me down to the boxing gym, learnt boxing and overturned overturned that decision a couple of years
0: later. (laughs) Your mum, so your mum had a massive impact on your career path as a result of that decision when you were a kid yeah
1: yeah yeah thank her for it because um i was hyperactive and would get myself into trouble but just messing around and stuff like that so she thought about channeling my energy into boxing and just loved it ever since
0: oh that's fantastic um so when so what age were you when you first entered a boxing gym
1: I first what's in the gym at eight Northside boxing gym in clayton Northside boxing gym in clayton is it still there yeah it's still there i trained i trained with my coach in there the other day just went to down there to the lads of spa and we've done some pads and stuff yeah it's a it's a massive massive amateur Boxing gym. It's had tons of national champions. And what positive impact does that boxing gym have on the local community? It has a massive impact on the um, the kids that would otherwise just be standing on the street corners messing around. It teaches the local lads discipline, self-respect, and mainly how to defend themselves. Brilliant.
0: Let's talk about your amateur career. How many amateur fights have you had? I had around seventy-five to eighty amateur fights. Lost about ten, I think. When you're preparing for an amateur fight, I'm assuming you have to make weight. What's it like when you're a child or a teenager going through that phase of Thinking about your weight and what you eat, and because you're having to be disciplined at a yeah. very young age, it's tough. And there's a lot
1: of misconceptions with it. There's not not a lot of nutrition, widespread nutritional knowledge. People sort of advise you wrongly when you're young as well, because it stunts your growth. If you if you if you hold to a weight that you when your body's trying to grow, it actually stunts your growth. And as a as a fighter, when I was younger, I just used to cut plenty of water weight. And with the same day, when I was weighing in like two or three hours before the fight, it was affecting my performance. But I didn't know that it was actually the water weight until until I, I got better nutritional um, knowledge. Pretty, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, now that you think about it, there isn't much out there for young people and it probably does have an impact on them. I know a, a young man because I work in a school who's a boxer and um, <coughs> he tells me stories of he goes to sleep with a hat on to sweat it out overnight and to make weight. I'm like, are you serious? Is that something that you would do? Or Yeah, that, I, I remember doing it when I was an amateur in the
1: ABAs and I was wearing sweatsuits to to bed and i remember fainting once <laughs> i fainted in my room and i was talking to my mum. she was downstairs but we were shouting through to each other I fainted in my room she went upstairs and stuff because because i was dehydrated but you shouldn't dehydrate yourself for that long period of time if you're gonna if you're gonna lose water weight you have to do it on the day right before the weighing and then bang it all back on so you spend as little time as possible dehydrated it's absolutely crazy
0: now that a lot of kids are getting involved in fighting and they're cutting weight were you educated on what you should eat or do, were you fin- figuring it out on your own looking online thinking right and you to eat this eat, need to eat that so did anyone educate you as, as you went along my boxing coach who just had basic nutritional knowledge just just just
1: advised me sort of roughly what to eat but never the times that i should be eating and how much portion size etc that didn't, didn't tell me that carbs hold water so when i was trying to cut water if i would have cut the carbs it would have been a lot easier so if i would have knew then what i know now i would have been a lot more successful and made weight a lot better but so so there does need to be a better um nutritional advice given to young boxers because it's it's massive The education's not there Is it really No well I I I had to go to university To discover What I should and shouldn't Be doing So it's not like You can't just research online It it takes time So I understand Why it's not there But it it definitely Should be there
0: I'm really surprised that the british board of control or the what do they call it team england yeah uh, the amateur boxing scene they don't provide that advice to coaches or to boxing clubs because you're giving you're providing licenses to these organizations but you're not teaching them how to teach their fighters on how they should look after themselves mm. because parents would not have a clue unless your parent or a relative was educated in sports science I yeah. believe in sports nutrition it's definitely interesting it's not uh, we've mm. I've never discussed this with anyone before you're educated you you know that when do you remember your first amateur fight
1: yeah yeah i remember it um boxed in blackpool a kid called jack lloyd um i won i won majority decision it was just it was the most nervous i've ever been in my life before i didn't want to remember going to the toilet i didn't want to come out i locked myself in the cubicle and i didn't want to come out and I uh, came out and i won and i was the buzz after it because of the it's like, it's like because of all the nerves before it then the adulation after it it was just it just gripped me from then it was like a bug and I just couldn't stop
0: the young men that are doing it now now uh, and the young women so when you were doing it which was over 10 years ago mm. you could say the safety aspects are they good enough you know the headgear in and whatever the equipment you have to wear do you think it's good enough or do you think it still needs to improve i don't know whether if there's ever been a scare at the amateur scene because you never really hear about it no and i don't know if you've heard or seen um. anything I th- I, I, At the amateur scene? I don't think that... I, I, I've never heard of anything.
1: I, I suppose you have 14-ounce gloves as an amateur, and when you're young like that, you can't really... The the vast majority of people can't really punch hard, so you're wearing heavier gloves and you have head guards, so I do think I do think the safety's element is there. When they turn to seniors, they take away the head guards, and it's... I don't know how safe it can be. It's legalized it's violence in it, so I suppose...
0: Fair enough. I was just interested because I've never seen or heard anything, but... I thought you might share a story where in the amateur something good or bad has uh, happened to someone let's talk about camp life that is probably majority of what you do is how you live your life yeah it is it's I call it camp life but unfortunately for a boxer it's your life until you decide to call it a day talk me through camp so talk me through your last camp how many weeks how did you prepare what would you eat let's break it down for me it was about it was about nine weeks my last camp I tried just to make it a lifestyle
1: but from when I knew that I was fighting I'd say about nine weeks when I really switched on obviously checked my weight checked what I had to lose and then just set um, a plan from there Count. I, I have my fitness pal I work out my calories and how much i've got to lose and how many calories i need to take to lose that safely and instead of like there's no point crashing it last minute and there's no point doing it too early either because you'll be struggling in training for energy so i steadily it's usually a 200 calorie deficit 250 calorie deficit um drinking a lot of water camp's tough it's a tough sport and
0: it's grueling you know early morning runs and constant training <laughs> How long's camp? Your last camp? How long was it? Nine weeks. Nine week camps. Nine week camps. Sorry. And would you run every day? No, no, not every day. Um,
1: say three times a week. I'd usually do longer distances, further out from the fight, and then as it gets closer, because I'm only I'm on six rounds now, but because I was on four rounds, um, try and do sport specific, so like the twelve minute quick. So my body's getting used to the uh, intensities.
0: Oh, okay. And would you just do? 12 minute runs on a normal basis or would you do that like five or six times a session or what distance would you cover a certain distance or is it just 12 minutes do you do high intensity or it to me? give me the details so f- when i'm further out it's usually longer distance runs too because you, you put
1: your body in a fat burning zone to reduce your weight generally build your cardio um, and then when i'm closer to the fight i'll do like 12 minute runs but it's not it's not a certain distance it's different intensity so I do lamppost to lamppost so the first lamppost will be high intensity flat out 90% and then it'll be 70% for the next one and I'll do that for 12 minutes I've got a route near my house which if I complete that it's, it's around 12 minutes so for two to three weeks out I'll, I'll just I'll start them
0: do you think your time out of the sport and educating yourself has put you in a better uh, condition or a be- or a better position than you would have been if you didn't educate yourself in sports science or sports nutrition yeah. what you did at uni
1: yes and no because no because if i was knocking on the door for for g baking I, I was a boxing for england and i w- it would have been a matter of time before i would have got on some sort of development program but i also didn't have the hunger then because i didn't know if that's what i wanted to do that's just all that i ever did but i didn't know if it's what i wanted to do so then i took my time out and i went to university and i got a better education with my nutrition and stuff and now i left university graduated i could have got a safe job which paid well but I, I thought this is my passion and this is all I want to do so now when I'm training I'm a lot hungrier and with the better nutritional advice I think it stands me in better stead and I think that
0: ultimately in the end I will get further and I will get closer to where I want to be. Oh, fair enough. I look at some of the top boxers of the current generation and I look at the likes of, let's look at your division, Floyd Mayweather Jr mm. he is the best pure boxer of our generation and for the past 15-20 years. When you watch his documentaries or And they follow him And he trains a lot He puts a lot in Mm. He's going for runs Like in the morning When everyone's sleeping Yeah what do you think of that? Do you think you know what? I should copy that, or do you think his timetable is? He's worked his own timetable, and that's what works for him. Yeah, I think everybody's different. I think I think if I tried to do
1: what what he did and run at them times, I'd just shut down because I, I need nine hours sleep. People say eight hours, but I, I just get tired. So if I don't have nine hours sleep, honestly, I'm like a zombie the next day. So if I tried running at them times, I'd be I'd be like the Walking Dead. But I think, I think he does that personally I think he does it for a, a, Like a mental advantage Over his opponents Because he knows um, Mike Tyson used to do it Because they know that Their opponent's not doing that At that time So they think that They've always got the fitness on him Because whilst they're sleeping They're training So I think it's more mental Because I personally don't believe It matters what time you do the run As long as you do the run But he's, he's 15-0 And so I can't really argue with him Can you?
0: No, no It's just When you look at his career And you look at The sacrifices And the The inspiration he provides others I just think you have to look at that and think mm. that you know what I need to do that he's always talking about one thing I give Floyd a lot of respect for he spends a lot of time in the gym mm. or he has done Yeah. and his weight his walk around weight is pretty decent yeah. as well what's
1: your walk around weight? It's nowhere near what Floyd may it have should, it should be closer than what, what it is but I, sh- I bet Do you let, you let go? Yeah but I bet 90% of the boxes that you do and you shouldn't but it's just it is difficult because when you're so restricted in camp when you're out of camp to not indulge slightly I say I'm not boxing now for four months so it is it is difficult not to not to eat the food that you probably shouldn't but Floyd made a testament to staying around the weight I'm sure he stays, never goes more than two pound over I think I've heard when he yeah. boxed Conor McGregor I think he weighed like three pound under so it definitely personally that is that is my um, massive improvement that, that I, I could make and that I will make staying at the weight and just staying ready especially when I'm boxing for titles because if you're around your weight and you stay at your weight and an opportunity comes up and you fit you can take it but whilst I'm still Boxing, doing boxing and not fighting for titles, I suppose, but you can get away with it slightly.
0: You are a smart young man. <laughs> I can see why you uh why a lot of companies would have been interested in you what don't you like about training is it the food the grind I don't mind the grind I don't mind the training
1: it's the food like we've just been saying then I love my food and when I can't eat it I, I, do, I do eat it to a certain extent it's it's 100% the diet the diet is a killer I don't mind the training I love I love boxing so I always love the running's a bit boring too what uh, What would you
0: eat when you're in camp give me a meal that you don't like that you force uh, out
1: just <laughs> chicken ch- chicken and veg. It's it's safe it safe went home tonight. And had chicken and veg, I enjoy
0: it. But you know when you just constantly, it's just constant the same.
1: Yeah, it's so it just gets so bland, and you just eat it for eating its sake because you have to. But
0: are you allowed any ketchup or any chili sauce, or do you just? have a <laughs> it,
1: it it depends what my weight's like. If i um, if I've got a lot to lose, it's unnecessary sugars that I don't need, so no. But if my weight's in check and I don't indulge too much pre camp,
0: then then I can you can use a bit of uh, sauces. I completely understand that. Kind of glad I'm not in your shoes. To be yeah. fair jake um at the moment do you find cutting weight easy or do you find it difficult i find it quite easy because because i've got a better nutritional
1: nu- nutritional knowledge and it's a science it really is a science and if if, if you if you know what you're doing then it, it's, it's easier it's just not easy actually doing it <laughs> you know when you're
0: what's what, what am i looking for are there certain are you drug tested at all in terms of you know like world class athletes or world champions would be drug tested when you go for a fight do you get Are you drug tested or do you just have like a basic medical and you're clear to fight?
1: Yeah, you you have your basic medical. I'm sure that professional boxers can be drug tested around the clock but I haven't been. I've been drug tested when I've had my medical and I think once after one of my fights but probably not as much as what you should be.
0: Do you think there are fighters in the game right now who are cheating? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Why don't we have a specific body in place that drug tests fighters coming through? you know, at the beginning mm. of their journey? Is it the money? Is it the cost? Or at the British border control not willing to invest. I think it has to be the money and the cost
1: because it, it, it is a big problem. I know it's a mass, a much, much bigger scale. But if you look at Canelo, like he's got to where he's got to, and he's a great fighter. But then he's then he's been caught cheating. He gets a six month ban and still earns millions. Yeah, so it's it's not really a deterrent. But so if if you're a young fighter looking at that, it's like why not? Do you know what I mean? Mm. I wouldn't because it's morally and ethically wrong. But but like I'm, just, I'm sure some, I'm sure a lot of fighters do. How far
0: how far does it go until you are uh, tested properly? For drugs, are we talking central area? Are we talking English? Are we talking British? Or do you think you can get away with putting whatever you want in your body until you get a, until you get a European or maybe even a world title? I think I'm not sure because I've not been there yet.
1: I think it's British though. I think it's around the round the sort of British title level that you start getting random drug tests. It's not. It's, it's too. It's too far away because like your body, your body actually adapts. So what? So say for fighters doing it from the first fight to their British title fight, the body will adapt to. Whatever steroids or whatever they've taken and even if they stop the body still stays stays the same so it's not fair
0: no have you ever
1: seen anyone or faced anyone and thought you're juiced up? <laughs> hard to say, I've never seen anybody take it. I've boxed people with st- stupid strength and thought I don't know if you can say you think the juice stopped. You just you just think the strong box. is probable.
0: It's just worrying that you could earn good money, mm. probably, and you could be be 15 and all, and then you go clean, and then mm. we'll see how good you are. But you've beaten a lot of guys, and you could be one of those guys, mm. couldn't you? Yeah. Who suffered defeat to someone who's cheated? It's, yeah. It's just it's baffling. I I always wanted to ask. Asked that, and it just came up in my mind when when I was talking to you because I thought, you know, I better, I want to ask Jake. I'm looking at, I saw your hands earlier um you've suffered injuries yeah. or bruising heavy bruising do you want to talk to me about it yeah it's probably from when i was a, when, when i was a kid i never used to never used
1: to wrap my hands at all for the first couple of years and then i used to just put a standard wrap on it and it weren't enough and i've, I've had i've had trouble with my hands since then and I'd, i suffered a hairline fracture in my last fight just for whatever reason probably because hands aren't built for punching but it's yeah it's just part and parcel of
0: the game i think so the is that the reason why you're not fighting for four months yeah okay that's uh, disappointing especially <laughs> uh, for someone who's following your career. Um, uh, I thought you'd get in next month. Mm. Talk to me about the process of becoming a, a pro fighter. So when you decided to come back and you thought, you know what, I'm going to dedicate my the next 10 or 15 years to this. Yeah. Talk to me about that process when you talk to your family members or your partner and said, you know what, I'm born to be a fighter. Yeah. I have to box for the rest. I'm going to box for the next 10 or 15 years of my yeah. life. Talk to me about that. What was it like? For me, I graduated and I was living with my mum at the time and
1: <laughs> my mum my likes the boxing but she she would much i think she'd much prefer me to get her become a teacher or something with my degree so i just said look mum this is what i want to do and this is what i'm going to do and she just said that she'd support me regardless you know support me financially just give me whatever I need to get by whilst the train because when I, when I first came back i had 10 amateur fights just to get back into the swing of things and then i turned pro so you don't get paid as an amateur so just literally just getting by and and just getting back into boxing and get catching back up to speed and then when I turned pro didn't fight for a while and then when you fight i was only on a ticket deal, so you earn not enough for for, for what you go for. But it's it's what you've got to go through if you if you want to get to where you want want to be. Josh Warrington for instance, came up through the small live shows on ticket deals, 15 and off. He was never stopped anyone, so he didn't really look like he was was going anywhere. And look at him now. So you just got to keep plugging away.
0: No, definitely. You talked about your mum. Why don't you mention your mum? Give her yeah. a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> What's your mum's name? Beverly. Beverly what? Beverly James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Beverly James. Beverly James. God Jesus. bless you, Beverly. Yeah. God bless you. It's people. Like you, that allow us fans to watch and uh, to watch young men like your son grow and who provide us with great entertainment and who sacrifice a lot, you know, to, to make something of themselves. So, God bless you. Your personal situation do you have a partner? So, what were her thoughts <coughs> or uh, thoughts about you boxing?
1: She, I think she's a mixed mix with it. She She's proud of me when I'm winning and stuff, and she's completely supportive for my for boxing career, but she worries about it and she worries when I spar and she worries when I. Uh, <laughs> (laughs) Uh, when i'm fighting she gets really anxious and stuff and i think she loves it it's something for her to focus on you know and and it's it's uh, it's a chance of us to get you know because it it could lead anywhere and it's a chance for us to make a make a great life for ourselves maybe one day
0: no definitely no definitely does she come to your fights yeah she comes to all of them no she might do uh she might stay home
1: i think you know god yeah well i remember (laughs) it's funny you say that my mum when uh when i was an amateur used to box up and down the country and she used to come she had to be there but she could never watch it so i would box you know like in plymouth or in scotland and she'd have to she'd have to she'd come but as soon as the fight had started she'd leave and then when it had, when it had finished she'd come in but uh, my girlfriend loves it she watches she's
0: always front row biggest fan oh bless her what's your girlfriend's name ashley ashley hi ashley um <laughs> uh, right then all bless her so what do you find difficult about approaching a fight do you find it difficult thinking of- do you find it difficult cutting weight, selling tickets, sparring? Is there anything that you think, oh, I don't really want to do that. Oh, it really annoys selling me. Selling
1: tickets above, above any of that. The training's not easy but it's easy in comparison the diet as i said before is hard but the selling tickets is is really hard because you i personally fall out with a lot of people because I, i'm that sort of person that if any of my friends are doing anything and they're, and they're trying to do anything i'll always support them and i'll always if i say i'll be there i'll be there but you find with people like your radio station if people say they're going to come and then they can't see, they, they get to the time they think oh, i can't be asked or they're not getting anything from it they just think do you know what i mean and they let you down so i i, I fell out with a lot of close friends who i would have done anything for who, who don't even bother to buy a ticket from the fight but it is difficult because you're stressing about the money and you have to sell a certain amount of tickets to fight. So if you don't do eighty tickets, how many tickets do you have to sell? You have to sell about eighty tickets. So if you do, if you don't, tickets. so you can train, you can diet, you can put it all in, and if if you're only on fifty and you've got you know you got a week and a half to go, you're in trouble. So it's it's that just adds to the pressure of it all and the stress and it's hard work, but. <laughs> My, my, my fan base is grew so I, I i did like six steps in my first fight i, I mean i think of it i think here like 100 and 150 100, quid and next to nothing they wanted to pull me off the show but they let me go because it was a debut and then, I, then it was a little bit more and i I'd, I'd done 100 and something from my last fight so it's growing
0: do you think people don't people don't attend these fights because of not the entertainment but it's the price yeah it's not cheap is it no no 100 I, I
1: i do understand like because obviously your close friends are going to come but then like the people who people who you only see every now and then like you, you need them to come because mm. but you're not going to have 80 close friends so yeah <laughs> so like say for instance it's like some some sometimes like £40 and my dad says like, I can go and watch Joshua but like you, you'll be far away but you, you know what I mean I, I'm trying to sell you a £40 ticket for Oldham Leisure Centre against the against the four rounder against the journeyman it's not easy but I, I don't know it, it is difficult
0: no definitely you know it just baffles me when boxers have to go through that procedure where they have to sell the fight and this is where I, I think the British Board of Control don't do enough for fighters that are coming mm. through because there's there's no leeway. You have to sell a, a certain amount of tickets for these independent promoters. You don't yeah. have one guy who you think is going to support you. Like you don't have Eddie Hearn on your side no. at this moment in time or no. Frank Warren or I don't know who else is massive. Yeah. And uh, it is, it's kind of sad really because yeah. there's probably a lot of talented boxers that have not made it or that are not willing to come through because they have to go through that as well. And then if you don't have sponsor or enough of them yeah then that has a real impact on your life and it could affect your mental health as well yeah because 100%. physically you're putting everything in but mentally you're not getting anything back yeah which it does uh, you know I do feel for you guys I really do five fights under your belt all four rounders yeah so when are we going up to six um, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be the fifth fight but it
1: I think he only wanted the four rounder, so my next one is hundred um, percent a six rounder. When
0: you say he only wanted a four rounder, yeah. why does he dictate how many rounds you fight with him? I'm not sure. But it, it could. Be. It's not. It doesn't
1: necessarily mean the scaredy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why he would only want a four rounder because you get paid more for a six. But he might have looked and thought, He's got more chance of stopping me in a six rounder, and then if he gets stopped, he doesn't box for a month. So maybe he's fought a boxer four rounder. Get through a bit, but. I don't know. Did he make weight? Yeah, yeah, we both made weight. Ten seven. I it's, don't
0: really know what to say to that. It's that's strange. It's it, They
1: have that much power. Yeah, because they know you've sold all the tickets and you can't lie. Like, so they so they they dictate basically.
0: That's really surprising. Uh, yeah, that's the first time ever i've been told by someone i thought the promoter would have dictated those terms or possibly the guy that sold the tickets which is you mm. and you need that to get
1: the rounds in it's usually it's, well your manager your manager sorts out your opponent and and starts out the how many rounds the price etc but he's put six rounds to him and he's, he's, he's only ended up being a four rounder for whatever reason
0: so this year so you're out for four months so you're probably out till September September, 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 October um, time. Yeah. How many, how many fights do you think you're getting in this, uh, this year? Couple. We got
1: three penciled in You've Got so three pencils. Yeah. In. So, stand me and got steady from eight and all. and next year. She'll be able to pick up a um, central area or
0: something like that. No, definitely. And if anybody knows Frank Warren or Eddie and you know, <laughs> I am sure Jake would love to have a conversation and uh, <laughs> sign up with one of them. 100%. What are your thoughts on facing journeyman? I'm not a fan of it. Personally,
1: because this is quite a few reasons, it's difficult to look good against somebody who doesn't doesn't come to win. You know, if someone's just trying to survive and they yep. don't open up, don't throw shots and open up, you can't catch them clean. I, there is a little bit of point to it because. I've learned a few things in my first couple of fights, just about the whole process of of a professional fight. That if I would have boxed the prospect, I would have, like say, say, for instance, my first one, my first fight, I boxed a guy called Rudolf Driko. I think he was like mm. one in eleven. Yeah, the weigh-in was like two hours before, and I was dehydrated. So the, the, it was supposed to be in the morning, and they put it back right before the show. So if I would have boxed the prospects, I was, I was. I didn't. I didn't feel myself. You know, when I was boxing, yeah. I just had to get through it. I actually drew around against against him. That's how bad I was. So if I would have boxed anyone who was any good, I would have lost. So I did learn something in that fight. And you you have to box a couple. But I, I ask for people who come to win. Like if you see Ben Fields, yeah. As soon as me coach told me that I was boxing him, I was buzzing because I knew that I'd come and win. And it'd be a better fight for the people who bought tickets off me. It, I'd be able to look better. And it just it's just you just get more credit for it you do not get no credit. It's a lose-lose situation against a journeyman. Because if you win, you're expected
0: to, and if you don't, you've been beat off a journeyman. Definitely. And he's got he he had more wins in his win column than losses, and yeah. I think that's what makes him credible.
1: 100. percent And if you look at, if you look at Benfield's record, he only boxes prospects. So he's got two draws. That means that he, he won. Andy give it a draw because the other kids are prospects and a lot of his losses um, should have been wins so yeah he's a, he's a <laughs> tough fighter tough give me, give no, me no, a tough night
0: definitely and you know respect to you fourth fight in you took a good fight you ranked 75th in the UK according to BoxRec I don't know if BoxRec is the official record but mm. we'll go with it do you say to your manager and say listen get me someone in, someone above me someone in the top 50 possibly because that will just elevate you yeah. to another level is there, is there a name that you can give me thinking or a name in the past you said to your manager look i want to fight this guy he's ranked above me and i know i can beat him
1: yeah there's, there's, there's plenty of guys that i know i know could be like if you look at harley ben who, who um lee hallett beat he's a, he's a big name because he's a ben and yeah i'd love to box him or you know eventually down the line connor ben I'd love to fight him there's, there's loads of fighters but i leave it up to me trainer haroon headley i've got 100 percent faith in i'm my manager i just leave it up to them and i'll fight whoever
0: so where or when do you think you will be competing for a title, whether that's Central Area or English title? When is that 2020 now because of your hand? Or? Yeah,
1: I think so. Um, I think it's the, maybe the first half of 2020.
0: So when you had about, uh, so you maybe your ninth or tenth fight? Yeah, we you said, know, a title.
1: We said I, I've heard that it'll be aiming for my ninth fight. It'll be nine and I'll pick up a central area, and then I'll be ready to kick on to English title, and then eventually British title.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping Frank Warren and will pick you up by then. I think yeah. that's when they'll see that you're a you're a man that means business. <laughs> I hope so, mate. It'd be, life would be a lot easier. No, definitely. You know, it'd be good to see you in an arena. Mm. And that's how AJ started. Have you uh, ever been involved in any uh, verbal spats at the moment on social media with any fighters?
1: No, I'm not. I'm not really one for it. Um, when it comes, how welcome it? I'm not. I'm not. Sh- you know, what I mean, I'm not really scared. But it's not really for me. That I, I've never. I've never really understood it because you, at the end of the day, you're gonna have a fight. You know what I mean? So he's not. What's the point? No one's scared of anyone. You know what I mean? You're gonna end up having a fight. But I understand that people do it to get in each other's heads. But it's not. I'm not really one for that.
0: But when you look at the likes of conor mcgregor and other major superstars Mm. do you think you'll save it until you get to a higher level just to increase your portfolio
1: yeah i think i think you have to like I'm not, naturally, I'm not one to do something like that, but a closed mouth and never gets fed, and that's amplified in the sport of boxing, so if you just sit there and nod your head and say, yeah, I'm going to, you know what I mean, you want, no people, people don't want to see that, people want to want to see verbals and want to, these talking points, so I am going to put myself out there more when, I, when I'm not boxing journeyman, and I'm boxing someone who comes to win, but for now I'll just i'll just be happy little jake
0: <laughs> who are you uh sparring with in the gym are there any good prospects or any good fighters that yeah we need to watch out for
1: yeah um i've been sparring a lot from my last fight i done 30 odd rounds of atif shafiq um from sheffield he was from the Ingle yeah, gym. unique it's shafiq is that what he calls shafiq. himself great fighter I'm chasing him yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a great fighter atif learn a lot from him yeah
0: is um is he a welterweight or
1: uh, he's a lightweight. I'm gonna be a lightweight weight, so it's, it's it's we're just around about the same weight. But he's 22 and two, so he's further ahead than me. So he'll bring me up to. I'm picking things up off him, so he's gonna bring my level up, pick things up off him all the time. Just watching him, top fighter.
0: Does your management or your manager find it difficult to get you fights at all?
1: I don't think so because because I have the mentality that I don't. I'm not bothered to box a lot of prospects. So say for instance Ben Fields. My my manager told me that he put he he offered Ben Fields to three fighters that he's got. It was all like ten and up, nine and up, and he was all turning him down because he's got a winning record. But because I was, I was like, right, fine, I'll box him. So I don't think he I don't think he struggles because of, like if I'm not bothered if I box. So at the minute, people I've only knocked not one out, so people are not scared
0: of getting knocked out sort of thing. So I don't think don't think he struggles now. That's me grilling you about you and your life, and let's yeah. let's talk <laughs> about boxing in general. And I want you to explain to me. Why and how did Ruiz beat Anthony Joshua? Your opinion. My opinion. I
1: honestly picked Ruiz before the fight. I put it on Facebook. I just thought... I just had a little look at him and his only loss was to Joseph Parker in New Zealand. And I watched it and I thought he won it. So for for me... Thirty-three, you know, should have been world champion. And I just watched him, and he's just so composed when he's in the pocket with with different fighters. And Mexicans are bred tough anyway. Just, I just think Josh, Joshua just didn't didn't look himself. And I think I think Ruiz will beat him in the rematch, personally. What does he possess? He just, he's just composed, absolutely composed. Even when he got put down and he come back in, he was completely composed, stayed in the pocket. Joshua just tried blasting him out of there, and he just he just looked more composed, to be honest.
0: Have we seen a heavyweight at the moment who can? Throw quick combinations, apart from Ruiz, because I, in my opinion, mm. you don't see many no. big guys throwing combos. You know, three no, no one's lining up three or four punches, mm. and everybody knows Josh always the left hook is always there for Josh, yeah. and that's yeah, what yeah. Dillian White mm. caught him with. Um, what are your thoughts on heavyweights not throwing enough? Because they usually throw one twos, and but then you get the, the special ones like Ali and Co Yeah. Who, 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 who care more about speed and throwing more. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think it's a shame that we don't see more of it. Nathan Gorman, I would say, throws with the same sort of speed. I think he's, he think he'll beat the Bois, and I think he'll be a massive force to be reckoned with. I just think these heavyweights these days are just giants, like the Joshuas and the Wilders and the Klitschkos, and they're all about power, and there's not, you're right, there's not much speed about, and that's probably
0: why Ruiz had so much success. Do you think AJ gassed out because he's he was having to move a lot because he was on the back foot a lot and mm. we've never seen AJ yeah. move that much I and mean, I was like what's going on here he's yeah. forcing him on the back foot and I was just like mm. he's going to gas out because yeah. he's so big isn't he yeah yeah of course well we've seen
1: it against Dillian White he, he, he just it was strange he just sort of tried knocking him out and then seemed to gas out probably lactic acid but against Ruiz Ruiz was forcing the pressure he was dictating the pace and he was walking AJ down because he knew that he could fight him in the pocket he wasn't scared of closing the distance so Joshua was being made to work when he didn't want to work that's why he gassed out and was outfought him.
0: What changes does AJ need to make to beat Ruiz? I think it's tall order. I
1: don't I definitely don't think he should box him straight away because I think it'll just be the same result even if it's in the UK? Yeah boxing ring's a boxing ring Ruiz is not one of them fighters who, who will be intimidated by being in the UK so it doesn't it doesn't matter in my opinion um, I think he's just got to keep it long if he, if he lets Ruiz get inside he'll just get out outfought again I think he's got a box the tactics, not try and knock him out. Like he, like he did against Parker, he didn't didn't really try and take him out, he just boxed him. Thinking that is the only way that um, he'll beat him, in my opinion. Keeping my range. Mm.
0: Thank you so much, Jake. No problem. It's been Thanks amazing me, we talked boxing. It's gone like that. <laughs> yes. It's gone so quick. I'll bring you back later on in the year. 100% oh, mate, thank you for having End of year or, or on, beginning yeah. of next year. and uh, I'm going to keep an eye on you, just let me know when you're fighting. Where can people find you on social media?
1: I've got Instagram and Facebook, just Jake James, you'll, you'll
0: find me. Jake James. And he'll be back in four months, everyone. Thank you. Right, thank you so much for it your nice time.